I'm very excited to see you. Good to see you too. Yes. Um, and it's really nice to talk to you because, you know, I've been going through it. Like, girl, <laughs> I know. This, this whole week has been like super rough. And I guess, like, when the video came out of George Floyd, what was that, last Sunday or something? Yeah. Um, I guess, like, I was just in shock with the whole situation at first. And um, I think I'm the type of person who, like, everything doesn't hit me, like, initially. Um, but then, like, the entire week, like, I was just really in a funk. Um, I'm not going to lie. It's been, like, kind of awkward, like, going to work and doing things like that. Because I feel yeah. like a lot of times, especially at lunch, is when I'm, like, trying to digest everything you know that's when I check my phone like yeah it's just obviously like blowing up with everything that's going on uh, but it feels very like isolating because I'm also like the only person of color in my clinic yeah. like 80 percent of the time um and, and yeah so I just feel like nobody really understands what I'm going through yeah and, no for real yeah. Like, I even, because I mean, that's the first thing I want to touch on just like today, because I've seen this post that uh, I just want to, I'm read real quick and just we can go off of that. But it was like, um, I think I was off of Cami had reposted this or something. She's, it says, things black people are expected to do after witnessing the murder of yet another innocent black life. Number one, show up to work. Number two, be present. Three, be engaging. Smile. Attend meetings. Be productive. Not randomly burst into tears and watch non-black colleagues go about their day as if nothing ever happened, or even yeah. worse, not even being aware that another innocent black life um, was taken. And so, just with that, like starting going back today, um, I'll just go first. Like it, it was hard because yesterday, like I broke down like six o'clock and was crying for the longest time. Yeah. Um, and so walking into work, I wake up this morning and my eyes are puffy because I mean, I cried all day yesterday. So of course there are, so there's no way I can already hide it. And like, I'm yeah. like you too. Like I have not, I think I've just been compartmentalizing like everything mm -hmm. and just like kind of just going about the day. Like, yeah, you know, make a post, but not really like digesting yet. Cause I mean, it happens so often that I just really didn't feel like I had to like really digest yet, but it wasn't um until this weekend whenever like i um spoken mm -hmm. to greg and just like he had like told me more stories about like him being pulled over by police officers like right here in um houston and Pearland, of which i'll talk about that a little bit but just mm -hmm. like it just hit me and i was just gone like i was just not okay so walking this morning my clinical instructor she's just like hey how are you doing or how's it going <laughs> and okay granted i did wear all black today i look like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at all. Black face mask, black everything. Yeah. So she already thought something was wrong. So I normally have lots of color on, but whatever. Mm -hmm. So and then like she asked me, I said, yeah, like I'm fine. But and so I didn't. Um, and we left the break room. Then she comes back later. And she's just like, are you? Are you okay? I can tell something's wrong. She's like, you didn't get much sleep. And girl, whenever I tell you I burst into tears. I, okay, I am mad that I did that, first of all, because I don't, I don't like to cry for people anyway, but, like, mm -hmm. number two, just, like, it was, like, a reaction, like, I can't, and that's what I'm realizing, mm -hmm. like, now, because if you, 
I'm fine if nobody asks me anything, but if like you just randomly ask me something like what's or what's going on, like obviously something's going on. But it's just yeah. like I don't so I literally just like burst in tears. I went into the bathroom. After that she was just like, Okay, well I mean if you need to like talk to me or anything, which is like kind, like I'm glad that she did that, mm -hmm. but still it's kinda just like we have the news on all day, and that's the thing in our clinic. We mm -hmm. have the news on all day. So that's yeah. all I'm seeing all day on the news, like George Floyd, what's going mm -hmm. on, the protests and stuff. And I have patients that say different things, and I just kind of have to just, like, scurry over it and not really, like, pay attention or acknowledge what they're saying. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I really don't. Today was very, very hard, and I, I hate that I feel like I have to put on the face, and I yeah. have to act like I'm okay. And I don't feel comfortable with talking about anything about this because, like, I am the only black person in the clinic. And thankfully, I'm in Houston that I do have patients that are black. So that mm -hmm. is helpful. But, I mean, who's bringing up that conversation, you know? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I understand, like, how it can be hard and isolating in that situation and awkward to, like, like articulate how you feel to other people because I felt the same way today. Like, first of all, I walked into my clinic nobody even asked me how I was doing like yeah. I feel like typically I walk in on a Monday and my CI is like my clinical instructor um is like hey like how are you doing how was your weekend ball walk walk in silence didn't say anything to me no and like none of my colleagues did that yeah. today that asked me like oh how are you doing blah blah, blah. and I think it's like because they they knew <laughs> probably yes and they know they, i mean i hope they know <laughs> but i think it was it was i thought it was interesting that they didn't even ask like how i was doing because it was like they didn't want to have the conversation like they didn't want to hear that i wasn't okay yeah and so <laughs> i and like they even i like was in the break room just like I had my headphones on. I was like scrolling through my phone and stuff. And but I didn't have any music on. Mm -hmm. And I could hear like one of the people that I work with be like, is she like, is she okay? Like, <laughs> wow. and yeah, but did anybody ask me if I was okay? <laughs> nope. <laughs> and um, like I had this one patient and obviously like I walked in and it was early in the morning and um. I wasn't even like working directly with him. I, um, my CI was like working with him at that time. And I was just like standing behind him, like watching what he was doing. And um, he just looks at me and he goes, smile, it's not that bad. And it's an older, older white gentleman. And I was like, so over it. When I tell you, I just walked away. <laughs> I was like, I literally <laughs> cannot and that's I think that's the difficult thing with all of this is because then first of all did anybody ask if I was okay after that happened like we're in an open gym like my CI heard that him say that and um didn't do anything and then um I just wanted to like um you know yeah when you, say, no. you say a quick prayer you know and you just walk <laughs> away yeah. no <laughs> because it's like it's like, no, I'm not okay. And, you know, I know that I am notorious for having an RBS. Like, I get that. And if that was on my face, understandably Resting so, that I would just say RBS. that.
But at the same time, like, I think that you have to be really socially unaware to see that I am a black female and say a remark like that, knowing how it could be perceived. I think that shows like a lot of either disregard or like just complete unawareness yeah. of how your how your words can be construed. Yeah. Um and so yeah, that was that was my experience for the day. And then after that I was just I mean I was I already really didn't feel like going to work and all of that. But then after that, let me tell you, it was before nine AM and I was like, I'm already over it. I'm already I'm already out. Yeah, <laughs> like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about that, girl. Like, it's just, I, I really don't know, like, at this point. And then, so, and just with, I think what's interesting about me and you is just, like, the fact, like, how we grew up and stuff. And just, like, in case, like, people don't know, I know, like, my experience is, like, growing up Black in, like, an all-white space. And so, uh, over the weekend, I just feel like I've lost lots of um, friends because of just sort of just, like, not really saying anything or, like, speaking up about what's going on or saying yeah. or saying anything like I just really like I just feel like I I make it very clear about how I feel about certain things and mm -hmm. if you're like really that close to me and really that friends and like and like I feel like I built this bond with you that's so strong like I, I call you my friends I don't call everybody a friend like I don't say that very often yeah and like you don't come to me and say like anything about it or um i see you looking at my post you don't say yeah. anything to me about it mm -hmm. but like i was just back at home with you and like you went hard on me about why white people say the n-word and we had a whole long <laughs> one hour conversation about that but mm -hmm. i see you look at my post and you don't say anything about it. so that's a, that's the thing with me right now i'm just like i've just been seeing like people's like true colors about this stuff and it's really just mm -hmm. like very dis disheartening because I don't like I truly like don't understand like how at this point you cannot tell what is right from what is right and what is wrong from what is wrong and if you're um not paying attention to that I mean I think you're making a choice so yeah like I just so I mean I don't know like just for you as far as just how you grew up and stuff um what are you feeling about you know childhood friends and just like your mindset on it no I think I I mean, I had a very similar experience to you and how I grew up. I grew up in a predominantly white area where most of the time I was the only person of color in my space or at least only black person for sure. And um, I think that definitely made me, first of all, crave diversity within spaces that I'm in because I felt very, um, I don't know, I felt I didn't know how I fit in a lot of times because I felt like, yeah. you know, it might be too black for white people, but like too white for black people because I grew up in a white space and that was really hard for me to navigate for a really long time. And sometimes I still struggle with that. Yeah. But coming from an environment like that, I do have a lot of white friends because that's who I've been around my entire life. Um, so the other day I posted about how I was paying attention to my white friends who were not saying a word, didn't reach out to me, weren't um, weren't saying anything when I've been very vocal about how I feel, especially the people who know me and know that I am very passionate about like systemic racism and just yeah. like this, this topic in general. 
and then mm-hmm. uh, to not see them have that same like I don't know literally disregard for yeah. what's going on it felt like by not seeing them um speak up or um reach out was hurtful yeah. um now I have had I think saying that though can be controversial in the fact that people can be like well why is it important for me to post on social media why do I have to post on social media just to just so others know that I am for the cause Mm -hmm. and so I wanted to like kind of pass that question to you and what your perspective on that situation Mm -hmm. was because I think you kind of have you might have a similar stance about maybe a different perspective on the situation so yeah well so for me my perspective on that is that um first of all social media is the way that we communicate at this point in time in, in life so i feel like whenever you're making statements about how you feel about certain things and like it's blatantly being um plastered all all over social media all over the media in general like not even just social media just like news media like whenever you're not speaking up about the issue like if you are non-black and specifically a white person i your silence is making a statement because (laughs) it doesn't take much to just show solidarity it doesn't take much to say like i'm standing with you with this Mm -hmm. and like and the purpose of that is if you have you are in spaces in diverse spaces with people specifically people of color then that allows us to know that like that gives hope like that allows us to know there's allies there's people that actually are understanding but give me hope that the world is going to change like there's people Mm -hmm. that actually understand the difference between um being a white person being a white person who happens to be white you know it's just like there's difference like there's a mindset difference in that so when you're saying that like i don't i don't feel like it's important for me to post or like say anything about that like then i'm thinking now okay so thinking back to this friend like okay so i know your history of your family and i know how like you grew up and like what your family thinks so like now i'm thinking that you're not saying anything because you don't want any backlash from your family about what's going on like that's yeah. really like what i'm thinking like why why is it how hard is it to just say that you stand with me like how it's not difficult to say so and then i understand it could be like well just doing a social media post that's not doing anything yeah, I mean, I hope that's not all that you're doing, but like, <laughs> yeah, if exactly. you don't have, if you don't have money, I'm not going to tell you to go like, hey, go donate. Like, I don't know mm-hmm. if you got money like that. Like, I don't, I'm not going to sit here and just tell you like, hey, go read a book. Like, I'm not going to, I don't know if you have time like that. So if a small thing you can do is literally just like, say, I stand with you. How mm-hmm. is that? How is that good? How is that bad? You know, like, how is that something that's a trying thing for someone to do, you know? Yeah, because it literally takes no energy. And especially when I see people who, I mean, at this point, literally everybody and their mom is, has seen something on social media regarding this topic. And so it's not only like the people who are not saying anything about this, but literally not saying, like, they're still posting. Yes! And I'm like, drinking a beer. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> like they're just at the lake chilling <laughs> like, and posting craziness when, or something yeah um, when like I don't know I feel like your voice could just be used for so much more and there's so much power that comes from white voices yeah um and I think a lot of times like 
I think it's why I also think it's important for white people to post is because white people probably also have white friends, white followers. Like those are the, I mean, those are the people who need to understand like where we're coming from. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because obviously if it's just a bunch of people of color, just, you know, blasting this all over the internet and sharing it to each other, then I yeah. mean, it's almost like, What's the... I mean, with that being said, sorry to cut you off, but just I no, just want to get the point. Like with that being said, because racism is not a black person problem. We do yeah. not have the issue. Racism mm -hmm. is a white person problem. That's where it was mm -hmm. created from. So yeah. it is important for you to speak up because racism is a white person problem. And you yeah. should be the voice that's speaking up against it. Mm -hmm. No, I definitely agree. But in regards to um, not only posting, like I've been getting questions like, how can I support? What can I do? Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, like what, how can I make a stance or do something like that? Mm -hmm. um, and honestly, in my opinion, I think one of the best things that you can do is encourage you, like, first of all, seek resources, watch the documentaries, read the books, listen to the podcasts, like, educate yourself on yeah. what is going on so then if you feel like you don't know what's going on you at least have some type of basis to understand and educate yourself and then hopefully carry that knowledge to go on and educate others oh yeah and the people who are within your community within your space that then you can have these conversations with them because i like black people as much as we love you know, fight the good fight. Like, <laughs> it's not our job to educate everybody. You yeah. know, like, I think it's important for people to go and seek and educate themselves on these matters. So yeah. then, um, and then have those conversations with people and like, watch these things with your parents, watch these things with your grandparents or read share the books or you know do those things and have those co difficult conversations with what's going on because i think that um that's how you can learn and grow from each other and then hopefully like you know are able yeah. are more comfortable doing that um you know I agree. Yeah, yeah even just for like people that are on um some examples of just like netflix music educational i i made a list because i've been sending these out to people that have asked mm -hmm. me um but then it, um anyway i'm not gonna say that so the 13 documentary on netflix is great you should Amazing. watch that when they see us on netflix if you haven't seen it by now i don't know why but okay <laughs> watch mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. american sun on netflix a great movie to watch as where as well um and so like hulu if you have hulu you should watch if bill street could talk great movie to watch the hate you give great movie mm -hmm. to watch if you're a reader and you have all that time to read books then a really great book you can read is um, White Fragility, Why It's So Hard for White People to Talk About Racism. Um, that's a really good book to read. So You Want to Talk About Race by this lady. I'm not going to mess up her name, but her last name is spelled O-L-O-U. Um, and great podcasts to listen to. Like there's podcasts and that I really respect. So there's one called About Race, the Code Switch podcast by NPR. Um, the diversity gap is another great one to uh, listen to and also on episodes that I really like that are really helpful 
on the liturgist episode there's one that's titled anti-racism with andre henry so that's a great thing for you to definitely tackle into and listen to and also my girl manna Sills, small doses um she has a great podcast episode on side effects of white women and side effects of being black a black woman in hollywood so that's but i mean that's literally just like foundational like yeah but i mean the real work starts whenever you educate yourself on it mm -hmm. um and so don't don't exhaust like black people in trying to educate you you know yeah. like don't try not to do that because that mm -hmm. we're all i'm tired so yeah that's why yeah. i made the list i have a note section so i can <laughs> copy, so and paste copy that. And so if you need it hit me up dm me now because i'll shoot you the list but yeah. yes <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And um, something else I want to kind of touch on is mm -hmm. um, how people should or like, in my opinion, should be talking about this matter. Um, because I think that right now, it's really easy for people to focus on the riots, the looting, and all of that and talk about, oh, my gosh, there's so much hate and violence, or I don't know, things like that so many mm -hmm. angry people out there, which rightfully so. Um, but I don't want that to um, overshadow the real reason why people are protesting. And I don't want um, the fact that, yes, there have been riots and there have been like incidents that probably can be perceived as, you know, not ideal yeah. in, in a protest situation. But at the same time, the conversation cannot deter from, like, why people are protesting. Yes. And on top of that, there have been around the country, and I don't want that to necessarily be overshadowed either. Um, and so I think that something that it's important for people to do in social spaces is when they hear that the conversation is gearing towards, oh, well, they're doing this and they're rioting and they're looting and they're destroying their own neighborhoods and things like that. Like, change the course of the conversation because oh, yeah. that, is, that is a small portion of what's going on. And yes, it is happening, but it's happening because it's the conversation, it's a bigger conversation. And yeah. The negative should not be highlighted in this situation because, or like that negative, because that's not why we're doing this. And that's not yeah. what this is all about. And so I just don't want that to get lost in like media coverage and especially in social spaces where you're having these conversations with people. Because I mean, even when I was at work today, I heard one of my coworkers saying how somebody was complaining that they got run over or something, but at the same time they were like standing in front of this person's car and how they would probably rent them over to or something. Oh my goodness. Yeah. But anyway, like I said, I was like, you know, I came in at the wrong part of the conversation. Maybe that, maybe they weren't talking about, you know, yeah, that, you know, I'm just like, give them better doubt at the end of the day. I just want to leave. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I hear things like that though. And I'm like, I hope that's not all that they're talking about yeah, when it comes no, to this, because there's so much more in, that needs to be discussed and that needs to be, have its attention drawn to it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. No, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Um, and just, 
even just recognizing that with the media coverage right now, since looting has uh, and riots have started, that that's really what they're talking about and like no longer focusing on the reason why um, that is going on. So that's literally like all I heard on the news, like, oh man, they're rioting again and man, they're yeah. broken forever 21. Just like, okay, but can we talk about why? You know, yeah, so, exactly. definitely. Like, I agree with you. I, that's a really good point to make because mm -hmm. it's just, you know, we're going to try to just steer the conversation, detour the conversation for what it really is about all the time. Yeah. And let's not do that. So everybody online here, let's not do that. Yeah. No, I think that's really important for people to, to know and to make sure that they understand when having these conversations. Um, yeah. <laughs> with the melanin shirt. Hey, <laughs> felt like it felt like it was an appropriate time to pull it out. Wait, okay, so I'm gonna go out real quick because I just want to see if it's showing that. I actually hold on. I wonder if it's showing that I'm live on my own account. So, okay. well, while you do that, I'll read some of these comments. So, unfortunately, this is what Cam Camila says. Unfortunately, it is their main topic because they are afraid to talk about the issue, and it's not an issue to them but objects and tangible things are their problem because that's what they can see. Yeah, yes, definitely. I definitely agree with that. Um, so how about y'all in the comments? What, how was your, if you went to work today, I don't, I mean, that's another thing. Y'all probably didn't go to work today because there's still coronavirus going on, but like, and nobody's talking about that anymore. So, I mean, if you did go to work today or anything, like definitely like put in the comments how your day was, how's your mental health going? Um, I mean, white people as well. How is your mental health going? I mean, white people, white people happen to be white. How's your mental health doing going throughout this and stuff? And I definitely would like to know for Mariah. Madison said, I only saw that Megan went live, didn't get a notification about you, Mariah. Y'all, we don't know how to work this. We're going to do this again a different day. <laughs> I don't know how to work this. I really don't. And I apologize because I truly don't, don't know. I had to work and show up for a conference call where nothing was addressed. Okay. Yeah. I, I know. And I bet that's very irritating. But then the other thing that he writes requesting come back in that can be said about that. It's just like, well, then what would you want them to address during a conference call? Thanks, Cammie. Mariah's coming back on. Yeah. Okay. Madison said that she didn't see that you went live on yours. She only okay. saw mine. Okay, yeah. Let me... Um, Aaron Blake says, now I think people, it's ridiculous treating social injustices as not politically correct and or appropriate for work. Very frustrating. Definitely, because they ex people expect us to just be acting like, like, being at work isn't a part of, like, what's going on in life right now. Like, I'm just supposed to smile, treat my patients, and go about the day being carefree whenever there's literally chaos going on outside and it has to deal with me. Like I can't, I can't, that's the thing about just like being black. I can't ignore what is going on outside. You know, like I cannot ignore that. That's carried with me all the time. So how can I just go throughout my day as if like I'm unaware of what's going on, you know? So if they asked me how my weekend was and if I did anything fun, was not appropriate and, and insensitive. Yeah, don't ask me if I did something fun this weekend. Oh, yes. Lindsay, Just Mercy is such a, 
it's such a good movie. I definitely agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I'll send, if you need the podcast list and the list that I talked about, just DM me and I'll send you it because I, I have it on deck. Um, but okay, Mariah, so what other points did you want to wait? Hold on, let me read this. Air, Air Bear. I had a black patient that I evaluated today. We got nothing accomplished PT-wise, but we sat, cried, chatted, and tried to navigate our time together. Oh, I love that. Thank you, Aaron, for being a white person who happens to be white. Uh, not sure how to handle that, but did the best I could. Hey, I mean, you being there, being able to listen and actually just offer encouragement, like really listen to their voice, that's you doing something. And honestly, I think that's like a big point to say because I, I mean, like I said today, I felt like I didn't even have like that opportunity or feel like I had somebody in my own clinic that I could like reach out and talk to. Um, and so I think that you providing that like sense of comfort and that space for somebody to be able to vocalize what they're feeling and not just exist yeah. and put on a face, I think is really important um, and definitely needed for uh, people of color at this time. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Well, um, if you don't have anything else you want to hit, I just wanted to go over the self care tips and stuff kind of like to focus on black mental health at this time because like I said I have not been okay um and just to touch a basis on that which is why um this hits so hard mm -hmm. sorry Hannah before I, Hannah Spencer said the director of Massachusetts today MD answers sent a mass email this morning what title we must do better which was extremely inspiring I'm glad large institutes are speaking out Yes, I am as well. Has the American Physical Therapy Association said anything about this yet? Uh, that's a great question. I actually haven't. Um, I haven't seen anything. I, I mean, I get all their emails. Their emails come to me, and I haven't seen anything in particular. But um, I think that's an interesting topic, though, because um, I've seen a lot of people talk about how they feel about big brands. Um, vocalizing their support yeah. by, you know, putting out a vague, like, meme or picture of allies and then saying a generic statement about, you know, hey, yeah. we support you, but not necessarily stating an action plan or anything like that. Uh, um, so what do, you, what do you think about people saying generic statements, whether that's companies or just people in general? And... Um, like versus how they're trying to take action, especially yeah. with corporations. Okay, sorry, Greg just got here. He's gonna hop in on this too. Okay. I'm, I'm not gonna work it. But okay, but so I mean, what I feel about that, I didn't even think about the aspect of it. I did see mm -hmm. the statement from um, was it Netflix? Yeah, I think Netflix put out something, and they actually like wrote like said what the, like the places that they're actually donating money to, and like I really appreciate that. Mm -hmm. um, but then I can see how with some large corporate institutions with them just saying like, hey, we stand with you guys. This is a good, okay, bye. Like that, how that blanket statement can just be, I mean, comprehended as like, they're just going through the motions, you know, like they're just yeah. like, we're going to put this out because we know black people purchase our products. And which is another thing that you guys should look into how like black people, we are the people who are the largest consumers in America and really have the country going like 
because we're, we we're the people that purchase stuff. So yeah. I mean, so it's kind of like they're just really just checking off a box if they like put this out. So if they don't, because um, I don't like. Yeah, I don't. I really don't know. For all of you guys that are part of large corporate institutions, you can sit here. Oh. Um, that I think that you should definitely like email your institution like whenever they send out stuff like that, and just ask them like well, how are you, like, what are you donating to, you know, and be more specific about if you're really supporting us and you're really standing with us and, like, where's the money going? Are you sending money out? Um, are there organizations that you're doing? We need more details instead of just saying that we stand with George Floyd and what's going on in America. Yeah, and, like, our Black employees and Black brothers and stuff like that because I think that, okay, so how are you supporting your black employees? Are you giving them time off? Are you providing them with mental health services at this time? Are you yeah. providing providing any resources as outlets or, you know, you know, how are you actually supporting? And uh, yeah, so that's something that I've been thinking about and seeing going around. And even within my own space, whether that be my school, my current um, clinical rotation that I'm at. Um, yeah, I think about, okay, what are they doing to give people of color and especially black people um, some type of resource if they do need it? Um, and how are they supporting this cause? Because I think at this point, um, it's very, it's very important that um, actions be yeah. versus yeah. just words. Um, and reading, yeah, no, go keep going. Oh, yeah, which at the same time, I understand that not everybody knows how to take action, and words are sometimes the best that people can give, and I'm totally okay with that. And that, like, hey, if you, all you can do is just verbally show support and you know, make sure that you're verbally supporting within your own community, I'm okay with that. But at the same time, like, I need to. Especially yeah. in larger corporations who have power. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like little people, people like us, I'm fine yeah. with you just saying word, but like large corporations, like things like Microsoft, Google, like those, that kind of stuff, like, no, you need to give money. Like, that's yeah. not, you don't have, like, you can't just make a blank statement and like not do anything about it. So we need yeah. more than that. And then, and like, I mean, I think this goes on into like, for example, a great example of this would be. Nike, when Nike did the commercial with um, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. And I think that that was such a great, um, a great way to show support in this situation. Because especially knowing how much hate Colin Kaepernick has gotten um, with this whole situation, to show support in that was, I think, like a very bold move. But yeah. I, I was talking to, um, my family about this last night and my stepdad was like oh I saw that commercial I went out and bought me some Nikes like I was <laughs> you know I was like yes and like that is so encouraging to people when yeah. they see that and makes us want to be able to support but at the same time I'm a I'm a I'm a go there mm -hmm. um but at the same time our president um wrote <laughs> wrote how he didn't support Nike doing that and how that was a dumb decision for Nike. Um, which I think was a very, That's like... That's not my president. Yeah, I, I said, <laughs> the president, not my president. 
So, um, but that's why I think that it's so important of people of power to be careful what, what they say and how they should be like speaking up about issues like this. Because I think that a conversation like that and him saying that was very divisive. Yep. And, um, and that's why I'm saying like how people have to be careful about the narrative that they have about riots and looting and making sure that the narrative does not go against why we are engaging in protests and why we are kneeling because of the social injustices that are going on. We have to make yeah. sure that the narrative stays around that. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my stance on corporations and people of power. Um, okay. luckily, yeah, luckily I feel like we've been very um, blessed in that UTMB, at least within our uh at least within physical therapy has been has seen a lot of support mm -hmm. um from some of our administrative leaders yeah um, and i hope that like other people also have that oh yes and serena makes a good point to make sure you're registered to vote yes y'all that's very yes, important sir. okay and so with having greg here you guys know that's great mm -hmm. so um, we just kind of started out the conversation just talking about how today was at work and just like how you felt. Um, but I mean, for you, if you just want to voice how you feel during this time right now, I mean, being a black man in America and just like, I mean, your experience with being like pulled over cops, like just a month ago and what happened and stuff, and which is why I cried the other day. But yeah, so you just uh first of all hey mariah hey, <laughs> hey. second of all um hello everyone that's um tuned in i saw cammy say hey so hey cammy um yeah. uh, like she said for those that don't know i'm greg <laughs> um i mean i i really love when she when she said that you guys would be um doing this tonight i really love the fact that you guys were not afraid to voice your opinions because that's the problem. We feel like we're afraid to uh, voice our opinions uh, because of the friends we lose or the, the support we may lose. Um, I don't want to be for long because I know this is you guys thing. Uh, thing. I understand she still wanted. She was wondering, uh, was I still going to go uh, work out today? But you know, it got everything kind of got shut down. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I came came in, so when she saw me coming, she didn't even let me walk across the room. <laughs> okay, I asked you, what is your, what do you feel like being a black man in America right now? What are your thoughts? Uh, talking about all this other let stuff. Let me get to that. Okay. Damn. Damn, now that time we got like ten minutes. <laughs> so basically, um, I know you guys do the mental health check in. For the past couple, past two months, actually, my mind has just been everywhere. Um, just being, you know, twenty six years old and just not knowing what tomorrow is going to bring, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're an upstanding citizen, it doesn't matter if you're a scholar or you, whatever you do, you just don't know what tomorrow will bring, especially when you're this skin, skin color. Um, I heard you guys talking about the different businesses and everything. That's today. I was just going through, you know, social media, just trying to figure out the different people that uh, we support that have the blue check by the name or whatever, trying to figure out what they're saying. And I honestly, to, I mean, in all honesty, to be fair, I may have found like four or five that I may have lost a little respect for. And mm -hmm. I may have found four or five that I've gained so much respect for because they're not afraid to use a platform. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, it, it, and it sucks that we have to come to this situation mm-hmm. to figure out who our friends are and who um, are those that are going to have our back and figure out those that never had our back from the get-go. Yeah. I, I made a post on Facebook, and I'm not afraid to share it. Uh, I mm-hmm. said if anybody had a problem with the protest and they're going, which I understand the rioting mm-hmm. and the movie, it's, it's a double-sided meaning towards it, but if you have a problem with us being angry because our voice hasn't been heard over the past couple of years with everything that's going on, even from, it goes back to the Rodney King thing, you know, back in the early 90s. If you have a problem with us being angry at this point, then I have a problem with you being my friend. Mm-hmm. I, I can't keep somebody by my side when anytime you have an event or you have a problem that's going on, we're there to support you and we're by your side holding hands. But if you can't even just sit there and say, let me see how my black friend is feeling, or let me see, maybe they have a right to be angry. Even if you just can say, maybe it'll feel a little, like a little reassuring, but the fact that you're not, it, it, it hurts. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, like she was saying about just being pulled over by the police, you know, countless times. I think yeah. just up to this point, ever since I started driving, I may have been pulled over over 15 times. Um, and probably out of those 15 times, I think eight of those times, it was for just to pull me over to make sure I wasn't doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, like the incident that happened a, a couple months ago, yeah, I was pulled over and just like harassed, you know, yeah. like on the side of my car, hands on the hands on the, um, the, the hood of my car, and they're just checking me. And I'm figuring out for what? I'm in work clothes. I'm in um, hospital work clothes. What am I getting pulled over for? And yeah. no ticket, no reason to give a speeding ticket, mm-hmm. no traffic violation. They just said, have a good day. But the one that really hurt the most was a couple years ago. I, it was when, you know, I tell the story all the time, simple thing. When Bluebell ice cream went out, I forgot the reason. I think it was Cinderella or something was wrong with the ice cream. Anyways, ice cream was just not available at the time. So I mm-hmm. said, okay, I get off work late. Maybe if I go in at a later time and get some, it'll be there. I get off, I got work at 1030. And I got off work, went there, and I'm on my way back. I'm in Pearland. And as I'm driving, a police car pulls me over and mm-hmm. just asked me, because my eyes are red, am I, am I high? Am I on drugs? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I understand the whole thing with the police. My parents raised me better to just, you know, even know how, how angry you may be, just mm-hmm. give a simple yes, sir, no, sir. And, you know, mm-hmm. it can be all good. No matter how nice I was, how professional I was, he was trying his best to, to get an answer out of me or to get me riled up and pulls me out the car. And I'm afraid to even say, do you have a search warrant? So I'm just agreeing. Let me get out the car. I don't care if he, he, if he don't have a search warrant or not. Mm-hmm. Another car pulls up. They search my car. All I have is workout equipment in my trunk. His mm-hmm. friend, uh, co- um, you know, just coworker, whatever, pulls all my stuff out of the trunk. I'm in work clothes. I'm in scrubs. Mm-hmm. All my stuff is laying on the street. And when they couldn't find anything, I think they found the little the, the packet of the salt packet that goes in everybody's packages and says, does not, do not eat. And he tried to ask, what is this? I'm like, the label says, do not eat. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out where you're going at with this. And the thing that left me speechless was, they said, all right, have a good night. And all my stuff laid out in the middle of the street. Laid like, out in the uh, middle of the street. Sir, can, you, can you put it back? Yeah, can you at least help me? Or no, just they both got in their cars and they left, and I'm stuck in the middle of the street. It took this uh, older gentleman uh, who had his daughter in the back, and he had, he had they had their dog with him to come from behind me and ask that I need help, and to 
started helping me pull my stuff. He asked, am I okay? I said, oh, I'm, I'm fine. And he literally looked at me and said, nah, man, are you okay? And a couple of tears rolled down my eyes because I've never, you know, I've literally growing up, my mom and my dad being the, this is what we're going to, this is the right way to do things. This is the right way to have a common voice. Um, this is the right way not to get anybody to be mad at you for no any, just any reason. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting there thinking maybe if I just do right in the world, you know, mm -hmm. don't bother nobody, smile everywhere I go. Mm -hmm. um, maybe that'll be the best thing to do. And a lot of people in the past few years have asked, you know, over and over and over, why you don't smile as much anymore? Well, because I'm an adult now and I'm in the real world and I'm seeing how yeah. we're treated as African-Americans and then just a plus by African-American men. It is literally draining. Yeah. Um, I can't sit there and break down because I have nephews that follow me and they need to figure out what this world's gonna bring us. So all I can do is keep a, a strong chest and just a strong head and just hold their hand and tell them, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. But at the same time, it feels, it finally feels good for people to start asking, man, are you, are, are you good? Not physically, but mentally. Mm -hmm. you know, it's always it, it's, that second, are you good? Like when people are like, are you okay? And then you're like, yeah, I'm fine. But yeah. then they're like, but are you okay? Gets me every time. Yeah. yeah. Those are important <laughs> questions to ask when you check in on people though. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. it's, but yeah. it's good though. Yeah. Are you <laughs> okay? Yeah, I'm good. Okay? <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Yeah, I know that's not easy, especially to have to relive those moments that I know were hard. But we appreciate you sharing your experience. Thank you. And uh, yeah, definitely, definitely appreciate that. Y'all are so cute. <laughs> okay, well, to wrap this up. Hey, hey. <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. All right, so just a few self-care uh, help tips. Uh, actually, this was taking another thing that came in posted today. Girl, you was on the post. Um, it was from Rain at Rain at Shine. So for self-care tips for Black people, you know, always checking on our mental health, guys. Like, it's so important. So number one, set firm boundaries. So we're under no obligation to explain our feelings or educate people on what we are dealing with. So that be understand that that is your choice to educate people and to send out resources. Like you don't have to educate um, non-black people on what they should do. So set firm boundaries, know your boundaries and go off based off of that and don't deter from your boundaries. Protect your, um, protect your heart, and protect your mind. Um, Okay. Uh, number two, indulge in black creativity. Uh, so just meaning like seek out black art, seek out really great black movies, um, be around your family, like definitely like be sure that you're seeking out positive things right now. And so, and don't feel like if you're seeking out uh, positive black things right now that you're not paying attention to what's going on in the world. Like, but definitely know that it's okay to want to be around the positive stuff that goes on right now. Cause it's really hard to just block out all things going on in the media at this point in time. So seek out creative things. And, and with that, number three, limit your time on social media. I have to start learning how to do this right now because as soon as I get out of work, I come home and I'm like on my phone like, and I'm just seeing all this stuff. And like, it's just, it's, it's, it really, it just deters me from the, everything that went down during the day that I just get into this dark place and sit in the back room with the lights turned off. That's not a good thing to do. So I'm, speaking to y'all I've been speaking to myself because I've not been doing good on my mental health and normally I'm like on top of that but this has just not been the time for me to really just
focus on it. So I'm trying to redirect myself as I hope this can redirect other people. So every post does not deserve your attention. Don't. So definitely limit your time on social media. Number four, feel. Know that your feelings are valid. How you're feeling right now is very valid. Like in recognize and acknowledge all of your feelings. So feelings of sadness, acknowledge that. Feelings of being angry, acknowledge that. Um, if you feel happy, you laugh throughout the day. Like how many, did you guys laugh today? First of all, like how many times did you laugh today? Pay attention to that because all of that matters. Um, it, you laughed two times? Okay. Yeah, I think I laughed once. But um, it's number five. Connect with other Black people. Um, it's important to seek out support uh, within your own community and just have, like, like a, Mariah, I'm very thankful for you and our, like, group chat and stuff. Like, this is what really sparked this, just because I realized I needed to talk to somebody that hadn't been, not that I don't get to talk to Greg, but, like, I mean, <laughs> but, I mean, I just really, you really need to be sure that you have a community of people around you that understand you where you don't have to sit there and explain uh, what's going on and you are able to have that level mind knowing that okay like I don't I can be vulnerable at this point in time it's not like I have to fight to uh, explain why my life matters you know so mm -hmm. just a couple of things again that was from at rain x shine mm -hmm. so yep self-care tips and if y'all have any other ones please be sure to just drop them in the comment box Mariah if you have anything then yeah. well I just kind of wanted to open this up to the people who are watching <laughs> oh yeah um, live and see if anybody had any like additional topics that they wanted to touch up, have us touch on, or yeah, or if y'all have questions or anything, questions, all people, yeah, because yeah, this is the time that, um, if you want, if you want my uh advice or opinion on something, to uh go ahead and ask us because we're open to having the conversation, so but anyway, um. So, Megan, like, I, how do you feel like you're going to um, move forward for the rest of the week, um, considering everything that's happening? To be completely honest, I don't want to go to work tomorrow, especially <laughs> because I'm in Houston and George Floyd's body is being brought back tomorrow from Minnesota. And mm -hmm. at 3 o'clock tomorrow, they're doing a walk. And I would really love to be a part of that. But, I mean, you I should, have But you should ask. I think that... I mean, you're in Houston, you have that opportunity, and I feel like if you're CI were to say no, that would be kind of messed up, but yeah, that, would be a little, that would be a little awkward if she said no. That would be right? a little off, that would be a little awkward, um, but I think that would be a good You're right. I guess yeah, I was feeling I mean, like I couldn't ask, because, like, we're in school, and, like, I mean, I have all my hours. I mean, this is, like, the fifth week. I have one more week left, but I guess that's yeah. why I feel like I couldn't ask. I feel like I had to be there, mm -hmm. but actually, but I think I that mean, could be really good for you to, like, be able to let this energy out yeah and, and be able to like engage in something like that you know what I mean yeah because I feel like that's something positive I can be engaged but I haven't I'm be honest I can't I have not been able to do like the protest things and things like that so because I have anxiety and that yeah. being around guns in general makes me anxious uh mm -hmm. so I just not have been able to do that but I feel like yeah. I really want to do this walk tomorrow whenever his body comes back and stuff yeah so, yeah, definitely. I think it's important to find productive ways to channel this energy because I think that's something that I was struggling with for a really long time um, for this whole week because I've been very passionate about everything that's been going on. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I didn't necessarily know how or where to direct all of like this energy that I had. Yeah. Um, especially 
it be in a productive way and not just, um, I don't know, just posting a bunch of stuff on uh, social media or, you know, do something else. Um, so so what, I mean, have, what have you found? Well, I mean, I didn't really answer your question on the way. I still don't know yet how I'm going to go about the next week. But, I mean, I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to try to take those tips. But yeah, what have you found? How are you well, gonna- Honestly, doing this has been really helpful for me, just being able to, like, have a, yeah, have a public conversation about everything that's going on um, and being able to, I don't know, share my perspective on the situation has been really helpful. Um, I'm also, tomorrow, I'm having a Skype meeting with the dean of um, the School of Health Professions um, and just talking about how to navigate, um, you know, white clinical spaces. I mean, if y'all don't know, physical therapy is, 88 percent um white uh white profession so uh there's regardless of where we're going to be even if we are in a uh, more like diverse area i mean it's still like i'm in inner city i live really in downtown yeah. everybody yeah, it's, it's still a predominantly white area where there's not many people of color um so just talking about like how i can like navigate um within my career going about that as well as um like what has helped him within his career being Mm -hmm. a person of color and you know kind of give me tips on like how to um you know yeah channel this energy in a productive way especially within our spaces that we're currently in i'm very passionate about diversity in healthcare and um i don't want to stop you know bringing a voice to for minorities, you know? Yeah, uh, that can be our next topic. We'll talk about diversity in healthcare and yeah. well, things like that. I'm I like that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I mean, nobody's asked anything. So, um, all, I mean, Cami said, closed mouths don't get fed. Yes, I'm going to text my CI and like ask if I can go to the walk tomorrow. So, yeah, but I mean, if nobody has any questions, if you want the list of stuff, that we said, uh, that I said I had as far as like educating you on just things about uh, black culture, just like the fight, then let me know. I can DM uh, it to you. And I thank y'all for watching.